0: It. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with yeah. what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Talk about Dialect it. to do something about it. Chip got the floor wide open. You got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts real talk.
1: Check one, two, one, two. Here we go. Here we go on this Monday evening. It is the 25th day of October, uh, also known as the last Monday in October. What's good, Memphis and surrounding areas? Chip Washington here, your humble host, for another brand spanking new and live edition of Real Talk Memphis. Very happy to have you along for the ride. Happy to have you with us. On this Monday evening, now, you know, as we always do, we, we get you ride primed and get you ready for uh, what we have in store for you tonight. And I think we have a pretty good show for you tonight. We'll delve into that a little bit later. But uh, you're asking yourself, as you always do every time this show comes on the air, how do I get this fine piece of radio broadcasting? Well, uh, since you did ask, you can do it in a number of ways. We are on live and local right now, 91.7. WYXR would be the place you can also uh, go to the website uh, wyxr.org and listen live to this broadcast we are also on the TuneIn app put in WYXR in the search and hit play and you'll hear us crystal clearly and uh, we are on Facebook live for those of you who care about such things and as well as uh, we are a podcast and as we are a podcast you can catch us uh, after they post the show tomorrow, wherever it is you get your podcast. Now that we got that business out of the way, happy to have you with us. Uh, it's been seven days since uh, we had a chance to uh, uh, interact with uh, one another. I hope you've had a good seven days. It was a beautiful weekend. Uh, it was a pretty nice day today. Temperature is starting to cool down just a bit. Uh, we are going to see highs in the 60s the next two or three days. I think maybe we're starting to finally... Get into the fall season. You know, we've been, you know, kind of on the borderline here with these 80 plus degree temperatures last uh, few days, but uh, I think things are going to start to cool down. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for that change in season. As I said, we have a good broadcast for you. We have a lot to get to tonight. But first, as we always do this time of the show, we celebrate you. We celebrate your birthdays, your anniversaries, your special occasions, and all that kind of good stuff. But we can't do it until I say, hit it, Jack. Happy birthday! And celebrating birthdays on this day. Happy birthday goes out to Olivia Dobbins, Richard Peterson, it is your birthday. Happy birthday to Phelan Lindsay, to John Freeman. Happy birthday, Olivia Miller. Happy birthday to Sharon Woods-Jones. How about a happy birthday shout-out to Lakita Yarbrough. The Keisha Tunstall. It's your birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Diane Roberts, to Guy Featherstone. And uh, that is from uh, Linda Harris. And a good friend of mine, a former colleague of mine at Fox 13 back in the day, Scott Taylor. His daughter, Faith is celebrating her 20th birthday today. So I'm going to have to send him a note until I shouted out his daughter uh, on on the big broadcast. But happy birthday to each and every one. I hope you had a special day. And for those who are having a birthday celebration this week, happy birthday to you as well. Thank you very much, Jack. So uh, we have a a lot of news and notes to get to, and uh, a lot of it is uh, not good, of course. Uh, we begin in uh, Crenshaw, Mississippi. Now, Crenshaw, Mississippi, is a little town uh, to the southwest of here, of about 800 and some people. They had a what they call a mass shooting that happened last night at an apartment complex in Crenshaw, about 50 miles south of Memphis. Uh, they, law enforcement authorities, confirmed that two people were killed. They were teens. They were both 19. Three others were injured. Uh, the two uh, victims identified were Derek Small Jr. and the uh, 19-year-old Deshaun Anderson. So uh, the uh, the investigation continues. Uh, there were somewhere around 150 to 200 rounds of ammunition that were fired da- uh, last night. So that's a very, very tough and tragic scene. And yes, uh, once again, uh, we are looking at a headline in in every newspaper and in every uh, t- television uh, new site uh, in the city about what happened on the Saturday afternoon uh, when a 16 year old and his 15 year old cousin were shot the 16 year old was killed they were at a funeral uh, procession uh, over in North Memphis uh, Saturday afternoon into the evening when someone drove up fired shots and again um uh, those two, uh, two individuals were, were hit. Uh, the one man uh, who died 16 years old, his name was Emmett Beasley. He was a student at Southwind High School, and he was also an aspiring rapper. The other victim was his 15-year-old cousin. The search for suspects continued. I don't know if you saw uh, Emmett's mom on TV. Uh, she was there. They were there, actually, to, uh, to pay their respects. Uh, to another young man uh, who was taken from us far too soon. And as she said, uh, 30 minutes, 40 minutes later, um, after paying respects uh, to the other family, now uh, she is in that very unenviable position. And once again, a young person with uh, bright lights and a great future uh, ahead of him was snuffed out. Uh, This has continued to be uh, a... Ongoing situation with us, no regard for human life, no regard for each other. Um, you know, we just we we settle our disputes with guns, and and taking lives is becoming a pretty commonplace situation. I, you know, you know, you get past the point of being angry, you get past the point of being frustrated, you get past the point of just. I mean, it just it just leaves you empty. Empty in the heart, empty in the soul, and empty in the spirit to know this is where we are as a society these days. Interstate shootings. We had one last week, in the last week, um, uh, on I 40 near the Jackson Avenue exit, uh, um, you know, that held up traffic for hours and hours and hours. Uh, another highway shooting. This is like the 90th highway shooting this year. I heard this morning on the news that we are. Uh, a couple of uh, uh, homicides uh, either in either ahead of where we were last year. So, yeah, it looks like another record year. And there are still two months left in the year uh, as well. Um, moving forward here, uh, many of you no doubt heard about the club shooting in Hickory Hill late Friday night uh, at a club, the Indulge Lounge, late Friday night, early Saturday morning, which killed Lawrence Williams and injured two others, Keithon Johnson has been charged with first-degree murder, attempted first-degree murder, and deploying a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony. Now, how did all this happen? Well, apparently, uh, they were at a at the club and at the bar, and the man brushed up to the other guy, and uh, the victim brushed up against the uh, the the suspect, and you know, just just you know, maybe just kind of I don't know, hit him or not hit him, but you know, yeah, how you. You know, it's crowded club. You know, and you may bump up against someone. Well, apparently, he took personal offense to that to the point where he took out. A, they got into an argument, started beefing, and uh, this guy pulled out a gun and shot uh, Mr. Williams. And uh, while he was on the floor, he shot him several times. He shot two other people as well. Uh, they uh, are um, looks like they're going to be okay. But once again, w- once again, nonsensical, stupid. Ignorant action taken, and a gun, once again, is used to settle a dispute. And I don't know if you heard late this afternoon, but three teens were shot near Kingsbury High School over in the Nutbush area. Uh, That happened this afternoon. Two of them at last check were in critical condition, and uh, the third one uh, was uh, taken, and he is in non-critical condition. Uh, I do know that they were teens. So, you know, here we go. And the suspects fled. They, 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 they were in a dark-colored sedan and drove off after committing uh, the crime that they did. So, you know, again, it just it never stops. You've been on the highway. You've been on the interstate. Folks uh, with this road rage or this road, I call it intimidation, driving up behind you, very, you know, just speeding right up behind you, getting inches away from your bumper to try to intimidate you, you know, to move out of their way so they can do what they have to do it's just becoming just, you know, too much. And I don't know how much is too much, but every time things like this happen and and tragedies that happen with the 16 year old and and some of these other teens that have been shot and killed, you know, we have a conversation, you know, we, we display our anger and our frustration and we talk about, you know, addressing it and what can we do and it just becomes almost empty because no one seems to be paying attention. Uh, shifting gears, uh, COVID numbers are down across the board. That doesn't mean we're out of the woods by any chance, but uh, by any measure, but COVID cases are down. New cases, pediatric cases, hospitalizations are all on a downward trend. The Tennessee legislature meets on Wednesday this Wednesday to in a special session to address uh, COVID restrictions. So stay tuned for that. And COVID shots for children ages five through 11, are in their final stages before approval, which could happen as soon as maybe next week. So, again, you know, I've been asking this question uh, every week, and I still haven't gotten a lot of response to it. I'm going to ask it again tonight. If, not if, it looks like when this is approved, because uh, both Pfizer and Moderna say that uh, those, uh, their shots will be a pretty good protection for the younger set. Um, When it's approved, will you allow your younger children to get it? It won't be a full dose. Uh, It'll be half the dosage. And, of course, we'll get a lot more information on that as they get closer to approval. I still say if you haven't gotten your vaccination, you need to go out and get your vaccination because it's not all about you. It's about the other people that you care about, your family, your friends, your colleagues, your coworkers. And also, we're about into flu season here. So it's time to maybe get that flu shot as well. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And finally, uh, big story today uh, involving one of the local politicians that represents Germantown, uh, Tennessee State Senator Brian Kelsey and a Nashville club, a social club owner, uh, were um, indicted today by a federal grand jury on five counts of violating campaign finance laws as part of an alleged scheme to benefit. Kelsey's 2016 campaign for the United States Congress. Of course, he says it's, 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 a, it's the political, it's the Democrats, the Democratic Party. It's a witch hunt. Uh, you know, he's innocent of all these charges. So we'll, we'll just see what happens. But five counts uh, indicted today, and uh, we will uh, stay uh, focused on that and see what happens as uh, uh, we move down the road. We're all presumed innocent until we're proven guilty. Now, on to the big broadcast tonight. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about giving. I think that, uh, you know, we all should give of ourselves, and we should do something greater than ourselves to help other people. That's going to be a basic theme, at least for the first part of the show. My first guest in just a couple of minutes is going to be Randa Lipman. She is from Mid-South Transplant, and she is going to talk to us about how you, I, and anybody else out there who might be listening can help so many out there who are sick and who need help and who need the help and by the way a transplants uh, to be able to resume their life or live a healthier life. Uh, we also have Erskine Gillespie, my friend, my buddy. He's from uh, Vitalant Blood Services and of course we all know that we are always dealing with blood shortages and we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, where the situation stands right now and it's critical once again and also how to navigate all this and how they've been able to navigate all this through of course covid and in the second half hour of the show we're going to shift gears as many of you are starting to shift directions as we get into the latter parts of the year travel is on a lot of folks mind getting out of here getting out of dodge and going away on vacation to visit family friends and just you know sit on a beach somewhere we're going to talk to my friend glenn thomas he is the communications lead and public information officer for the Memphis and Shelby County Airport Authority about what's going on out there, what we can expect, uh, and a new initiative and a new program that they are uh, beginning out there for folks. We're going to delve into that as well. A lot to get to tonight. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to have you along with us. We're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back.
3: This is Bishop Phoebe
2: Rofe of the Episcopal Diocese of West Tennessee. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. at WYXR 91.7 FM to hear conversations with community leaders about the role of faith in their lives. That's Faithfully Memphis right here on WYXR FM.
1: My name is Ron Buck. I am looking forward to bringing you my show, Riverside, every Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. I'll be playing rock and blues, old and new, and featuring Memphis music and events. I hope you'll tune in to Riverside every Friday at 1 p.m. on WYXR 91.7 FM, Raised by Sound.
4: This is Janet, host of Jaunt with Janet, Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m., bringing you new releases in the rock, pop, and electronic genres with a little bit of the old fused in. All here on WYXR Memphis, 91.7 FM.
2: Hi there, this is Bill of Bill's Kiln and I'd like to invite you to tune in to a new, improved Bill's Kiln Now, Mondays at Midnight Tastes great and less filling Bill's Kiln, now on Mondays at Midnight wyxr 91.7 fm memphis i'm listening
0: yo what up what up what up it is the president of driven type t and you're now tuned in to memphis's own wyxr 91.7 fm the station with the city soul man come on you know what it is <laughs> remember never stop stay driven
4: You're listening to WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis. This is Nancy, and I hope you'll join me on a musical journey from 2 to 4 p.m. Mondays with Memphis Undercover.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip Washington here with you. Very happy to have you on this all-new edition of Real Talk Memphis. And I'm very happy to have my first guest with me. Uh, she is uh, someone who I would say has a, has a big heart for other people and especially trying to help other folks. Uh, her name is Randa Lipman, and she is uh, she, she represents the fine folks at Mid-South, transplant and randa thank you again for coming on i really appreciate you
4: oh thank you chip for having me i'm so happy to to be on the program and to be able to talk about saving lives through organ and tissue donation—that's what we're all about.
1: Absolutely, that. So, uh, and thank you in advance for all the work that you all do on a daily basis. Tell uh, us, uh, f- tell us, though, um, how big a problem is this? I mean, how big an issue is this? And we, you know, we all he- always hear about, you know, organ transplants and, and 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 the need. But 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 how great is the need here in Memphis and Shelby County and even nationally?
4: You know, Chip, the need is so great. So on the national list right now, there are more than 106,000 people waiting. Wow. And of that list, more than 4,000 are right here in the Mid-South. And the vast majority of that list includes people waiting for a kidney. Um, it's like 85% of the waiting list are those people waiting for a kidney. And sadly, we know that a new name is added to that list every 10 minutes. And 21 people are going to die today because an organ did not become available in time.
1: Wow, those are some uh, staggering statistics, especially, uh, you know, when you're talking about uh, the kidney donation. You know, we hear a lot about that. You know, we've seen, you know, commercials and things, you know, about folks who have been fortunate enough to have transplants. Uh, But as you say, there are many, many, many more who don't have that chance and opportunity uh, to get a a much-needed life-saving transplant than there are of those who actually receive them. Now, one way, of course, I know a lot of folks can designate themselves as an organ donor is by your driver's license. Talk a little bit about that.
4: Yes, and I will say, too, that the need is so great, and it crosses over all lines, Chip. It doesn't matter if you're young or old or Mm. rich or poor or Mm. black or white, Mm. the need Uh, crosses all lines. Mm -hmm. And um, you can register many different ways. The best thing to do is make that decision for yourself so that your family doesn't have to. Uh, Let them know what your wishes are. And you can do it every time you get or renew your driver's license. Mm -hmm. If you don't do it at that time, you can go online at any time. And actually, you can visit our website, which is midsouthtransplant.org. And that will take you to the registry site, um, in the state that you live. Um, and then you can also make sure that when you do renew that license, every time that you say yes.
1: Okay. That's, that, that's a good point. Now I, and I am a, 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 an organ donor and you know, so, I mean, I've, and I've been one for, I mean, very long designated that a long time ago, because I understand that, that, that it is important. Uh, how? So I have to ask this question because COVID has not only changed our lives personally and professionally and in every other way, how has the, uh, the outset of COVID impacted what you do on a daily basis, particularly when you're talking about sick folks and people in the hospital?
4: You know, Chip, we have been so fortunate, Mid-South Transplant covers 51 hospitals within the Mid-South, including parts of Tennessee, Arkansas, and Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And our hospital partners have continued to work through us through COVID and um, because they recognize how important the work is to save lives. And so we check to make sure that every donor is healthy. Um, and once we find out that that donor is safe, then we proceed and work with our partners to save lives.
1: How big? A, 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 I guess it would depend on, on on the particular organ in question. But how long a process is it from the the time, say, you have someone who is willing to be an organ donor, depending on what organ it is—heart, lung, you know, liver, kidney—you know—down uh, the road here. I guess it depends. Does it depend on the particular organ? I mean, how long is the process from, you know, where you all get involved to maybe the final steps in terms of someone actually getting a transplant?
4: So it really does vary depending. Like you say, there's so many different variables there. Mm -hmm. So one person can donate up to eight solid organs and help another 75 people through tissue donation.
2: Wow. So
4: we always say that it's better to register and be evaluated at the appropriate time, but it's hard to say about as far as waiting on those gifts because no one knows when tragedy may happen, whether it be through a gunshot uh, wound or a fall at work, Mm -hmm. you know, or a motor vehicle accident or a car accident or things like that. So some organs, the wait time, might be small others longer but then again it depends on the match you know of yeah. those donated organs we have to see who is the sickest on the list mm-hmm. and it's all done by national computerized system through the united network of organ sharing okay. so that those sickest on the list move up to the top
1: yeah i was going to ask you um you know how do you categorize it how that's categorized because like you said I mean, there are thousands upon thousands of people who who are in need. So there is actually sort of a kind of a ranking, I guess there is. And I guess it depends on the critical. It's all
4: based on need and match. And Uh they take into consideration blood type, the size of the person, because you, you know, would need an adult organ to be transplanted into another adult and things like that. So they try to make sure that the match is the best possible it can be so that the outcome will be the best for all involved.
1: Well, it's, it, it sounds like, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it, it, that's the kind of a, a job that, you know, you can't help but feel good about uh, on a daily basis. You know, I mean, because you're literally talking about saving lives. I mean, literally talking about uh, providing an opportunity for people uh, to help others Uh, And and to save lives. And I I would imagine for you, uh, that's a pretty rewarding experience on a daily basis. It is
4: very rewarding. And also, it's also an honor to remember those who were the donors Mm -hmm. and to help live, you know, to help their legacy carry on so it's a real honor for me to share those stories of those heroes who decide to say yes and donate those organs so that others can live so we have so many wonderful stories to share and to tell um and to help you know let people know that it really does make a difference in saving lives
1: so before i let you go i need you to give all of the information uh our listeners uh can get Uh, how they find out more about organ donation, website, telephone number, any other contact information you'd like to share.
4: Absolutely. So our website is the best place to go for information. It's midsouthtransplant.org. And if you have any questions, you can send us an email. You can call us at 901-328-4438. And any question that you might have we are happy to get those answers for you so that you feel confident about your decision to be a registered organ and tissue donor, and then you can share that information with your families so they know, in addition to having it on the registry, what your wishes are and how much you wanna help save other people.
1: Well, I tell you what, it doesn't get any better than that. You know, they say God is love, and There's no greater love than to help someone um, who absolutely needs the help. And, uh, you know, the gratitude, as you say, is always there. But more importantly, as a donor, I, I would think it would make a person feel awful good inside to know that they helped someone improve their, their, right. their station in life. And, and really, what this boils down to is life and death. So uh, that's why it's even more important.
4: That's right. So we all, you know, if you can't be here functioning as a healthy person, why not give somebody else that chance at life? Absolutely. And that's what it's really all about.
1: Randa Lipman from the Mid-South Transplant um, Organization. Thank you so much for coming on the show and spending a few minutes with us to uh, educate and inform our audience. And, uh, you know, if, if, if you all out there who are listening haven't or thought about being an organ donor, now is the time to do that. Randa, thank you so much for coming on. Thank
4: you for having me, Chip.
1: You're welcome anytime, OK?
4: OK, thanks a million. All
1: right, take care. Randall Lippman, ladies and gentlemen, from uh, Mid-South uh, Transplant, and uh, once again, uh, the need is, is so great. Many of us uh, who are uh, relatively healthy uh, tend to take our health for granted, uh, but don't think about those who are, are really in need out there, may not know of uh, folks in need, but think about your own family, think about your friends and colleagues and folks that you know who may be going through some health struggles out there. Um, And I think the least we can do is at least offer up an opportunity for them to have uh, a a, a better quality of life and for many even save their lives um, because guess what? You know, we're all leaving here. And when we leave here, why not leave something behind? Thank you very much, Randy. When we come back after this quick break, we are going to continue the theme of giving. Oh, and by the way, before I go to break, the people who are watching me right now on my page Uh, You can't hear the interviews. You can't hear the guests speaking, but you can hear it on WYXR's page. Is that right? The WYXR's listening page. That's where you need to go to check it out if you want to see this thing live. All right, because I know that people are looking and they're saying, ah, we can't hear you. I can only hear you, Chip. I know. So go to WYXR's page and you can check us out and uh, you can hear both sides of it or you can wait till after the show is over and you can check it out as well. I hope that makes sense. We're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, Erskine Gillespie will be with us. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Right back.
2: If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or a suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? or have a guest idea. Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page, and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back.
0: Hello, this is Jerry, your host of Without a Net. Here on WYXR Sunday nights from 8 to 10, we're going to be hearing some pure jazz and some impure jazz and lots of other good music too. Come join me this Sunday. See you later.
1: There's really nothing better
5: There, this is Zach Ives. My show, A Box of Records, plays every Tuesday night, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., right here on WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis, Tennessee.
4: Every Saturday, I go to Fist City, but every Sunday morning, I hang out with Brandy Rinks. For her putting on airs. Country. Honky tonk. Folk. She's the best, y'all. Tune in every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m.
0: Yo, what up, what up, what up? It is the president of Driven Type T, and you're now tuned in to Memphis's own. WYXR 91.7 FM. The station with the city soul, man. Come on, you know what it is. <laughs> Remember, Never stop, stay driven.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Now, Erskine uh, Gillespie is supposed to be my next guest. Erskine, I need you to log in again. I see him. Let's see if he's there now. And uh, if you can't unmute yourself, I see you. I see your name. So that means you're you're pretty close at hand. Uh, By the way, once again, for the people who are watching my page, there he is. What's up, man? How are you? (laughs) Erskine, can you hear me? Hey, Chip, are you there? I got you, sir. How are you?
5: I'm good, sir. I don't know what was going on with my computer. I had to switch over.
1: That's okay. That's okay. You, you good now? I'm good
5: if you were
1: good. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm real good. Thank you so much for, for, for being here. And, and allow me this quick program note for, my, for the folks out here. So when you're watching me on my personal page, uh, I, many of you probably can't hear. You can hear me fine, but you can't hear my guest in the exchange of our conversations. You have to go to the WYXR page to be able to do that. And uh, maybe we're trying to figure out some other things in terms of that. But in the meantime, we're going to go to my friend, Erskine Gillespie. He, of course, is from Vital Blood Services. And uh, first of all, once again, Erskine, thank you for coming on the show. I know how busy a guy you are. I really appreciate your time.
5: Man, I appreciate you all looking out and inviting us to get this word out.
1: Man, it's very, very important. And, uh, of course, you know, we... One of the things that, I mean, obviously is extraordinarily important for all of us, you know, is blood and blood donations. And, you know, I've been been with you, you know, at at several places and several sites out there for folks donating. And I know we're at a critical shortage right now. Kind of let our listeners know kind of where we are in terms of of blood donations and the shortage and the critical need at this time. Well, the
5: need is very, very critical, not only locally, but we have a national blood crisis right now. Right uh, here locally, we've got we've got about a day's supply of O blood on hand. And as most of us know, um, O negative and O positive blood is most needed because that's the blood that they get off the shelf in all those emergency situations.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: So we know that that is a great need, but all blood types are needed right now. Uh, Our blood donations have been on decline for quite some time and is definitely taking a bigger hit during this COVID, uh, this pandemic. But, you know, uh, I know that the pandemic changed a lot of things about the world, about our life. But the one thing it did not change is the ever pressing need for blood. Right. You know, man has created so many things, but he has not been able to duplicate the properties that sustain our life, which is blood. So we have to get that from each
1: other. You're so very right about that. And I was going to ask you, um, really, um, clearly COVID has impacted us in so many ways, but of course, with all the stories that we hear, folks in the hospital, folks in need, folks from, that need blood transfusions, folks that need. So, I mean, the, 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 the critical care need is is, 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 is even greater um, because of this pandemic, as you stated. And it's not just a local thing. It's a national thing. So, I mean, it, it really is a challenge, really, for everyone concerned, especially in this particular area. Am I correct? You're correct.
5: <clears throat> but the thing we have to always think about that, you know, um, Our blood needs here, that's a urgent medical need. Right. You know, like I said, there is no substitution for that. Mm -hmm. We have to do that for each other. So if you are able, healthy, you should do it now because we never know when it could be us on the other end of that being in need. That's true. And right now in this country, every two seconds of the day, someone is in need of a blood transfusion. Think about that. Every two seconds, every two seconds, day, wow. wow, somebody's in need of a blood transfusion, and it's not just about you know a lot of times people think about blood uh, being needed in that <clears throat> car accident or that person that's been shot, but you have to think about cancer patients need blood transfusions through the course of their treatment.
1: True, true.
5: We have sickle cell patients when they go into crisis, it's a blood transfusion that's helping them.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Think about that. Newborn babies. Sometimes newborns are coming into the world. They need blood transfusions.
1: Yeah, we know
5: our transplant patients when they're going through for organ transplants. They need a transfusion. You know, you know my story personally. Yes, I went through organ transplant, and I used 14 units of blood during my transfusion. 14.
1: It's incredible.
5: Basically, that's basically every drop of blood in my body was replaced during that surgery.
1: Absolutely incredible. We are speaking. If you're just joining us, with Erskine Gillespie uh, from Vitalant Blood Services, and are very happy to have him on tonight, giving us uh, some very real talk and real information in reference to uh, the blood don- donation need. Now, Erskine, another uh, component of this is platelets, and explain to those who are listening um, what 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 that is and i know it's something you pull out of blood but but it's also a critical need as well
5: right you know the blood can be broken down into three components that's why you hear sometimes people say uh one blood donor can save up to three lives mm-hmm. and how that goes about is because the blood can be broken out into three components can be broken out into red cells plasma and platelets okay of course uh, our platelets a lot of times are used for its clotting factors so a lot of times, uh, cancer patients are given platelets when they go in for their treatment. Mm-hmm. So they help their clotting factors in the blood.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, of course, plasma is used a lot uh, when I burn victims, when people are uh, burned and, you know, go through certain shock and trauma. That's what they need is to get that plasma. because so It helps uh, generate the uh, the volume in the blood. So, you know, those are components. And then, of course, the red cells can be used. Because actually, when you donate, you can actually donate twice the red cells. So we have a process that they can use an automated machine that can take out the red cells and give you back your plasma plates. Mm-hmm. So So um, there's a possibility you can do that. And you know, double red cells is used because, especially with O type blood, because that's the blood they need right there on the shelf. They can put into somebody's body instantly when they are in a crisis situation and trauma.
1: So that is the obviously the critical need, the the O uh, that you were that you were speaking of, and it's probably the most common, um, and and uh, for folks in, in, in terms of that as well. Um, that is, of course, and I've always seen when I when I listen to the news or I see releases, you know, from your uh, you know organization. That always seems to be the critical care need. And, and I mean, it it, it just never stops, does it? Because, I mean, we, we never know when there's going to be an emergency situation, like you said. You know, we have all these shootings and, and people getting 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 wounded, need hospitalization, they need blood. We have COVID. We have just everyday life. I mean, it, it really is a 24-hour, a seven-day-a-week, 365 proposition to get folks to understand how important the need for giving really is.
5: That is definitely true. So I said that that need is ever-present. It's not going away. It's not changing. So we just have to think about in our busy lives and whatever other things that may be going on that make you complacent, you have to think about what if it was I? What if I was the person in the hospital that needed that blood? And the thing that we have to always think about is that since there is no substitution for blood, when you need it, You get it, and you survive. If you need it, you don't get it, you die.
1: It's just just that plain and simple. It really is that plain and simple. Erskine, before I let you get out of here, please let folks know uh, what they need to do, how they can reach out, how they can make contact, how they can make appointments uh, to give the gift of life.
5: They can always go to our website, which is Mm vitala.org. And that's V as in Victor, I T A. L-A-N-T.org. Mm-hmm. Right. You can put in your zip code and it will show you the nearest donation site, be it one of our mobile blood drives, uh, community blood drives, or one of our fixed donor sites. You can go to, just go to the vital.org, put in your zip code, and it will pop up and show you all the available blood places that you can go and donate blood.
1: My friend, uh, you know, uh, what you do is a, is a is, is a valuable service, and it's a gift to the community and anything that we can do to help you uh, in your effort to help so many, uh, you know, all you have to do is reach out to me. But in the meantime, I'm glad I reached out to you. Thank you for taking yes. time to be on, on on the broadcast tonight. And uh, I look to talk to you down the road. Thank you, my friend. Talk to you soon. Take care, man. Take care. Erskine Gillespie, ladies and gentlemen, talking about, once again, a need, a great need, a critical need, an urgent need for blood, if you have uh, the need to be able to do that and you want to give, uh, check out their website, vitalent.org, uh, Call them and uh, let them know that you are interested. If you're an organization or a business or a company out there who wants to uh, host a blood drive, all you have to do is reach out to them and let them know. Thank you so much, Erskine. When we come back after this last break, we're going to shift gears a bit. And we're going to all oh, take to the skies, so to speak. Uh, many of your folks are now thinking about holidays at the end of another long year. It's a little bit easier to go now uh, that things are starting to lighten up just a bit. We're going to talk to Glenn Thomas from the Memphis and Chevy County Airport Authority. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. And once again, if you're watching me on my page, you can hear me, but you cannot. uh, hear my guests from what I'm to understand and but if you want to hear everything go to WYXR's uh, page listening lab and you can hear everything me them and everything in between I want to say hello to Bridget Sneed Bell you're watching I see Sarah Gum is watching thank you I see Johnny Curran is watching I don't know what I just did there and hang on just a second Uh, Patricia Ammons is watching and I keep hitting the wrong buttons here And I see Linda Harris, and I thought I saw my guy. I don't know if he's still on there or not. He may not be. But anyway, um, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. My name is Ron Buck. I am looking forward to bringing you my show, Riverside, every Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. I'll be playing rock and blues, old and new, and featuring Memphis music and events. I hope you'll tune in to Riverside every Friday at 1 p.m. on WYXR 91.7 FM, Raised by Sound.
4: This is Janet, host of Jaunt with Janet, Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m., bringing you new releases in the rock, pop, and electronic genres with a little bit of the old fused in, all here on WYXR Memphis, 91.7 FM. Hey.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip Washington with you. And as we said before the break, you know, a lot of folks are starting to gear toward the end of the year and shutdowns and hopefully vacations and getaways and things like that. So wanted to uh, talk to an old friend uh, uh, about that. Uh, his name is Glenn Thomas. He is the communications lead, the public information officer for the Memphis and Shelby County Airport Authority and Glenn, thank you for coming back on the show. Uh, uh, good to see you again.
3: Hi, Chip. I appreciate you having me on.
1: Absolutely, my friend. So, um, you know, things, big things are happening out at the uh, at the airport. I was just out there not too long ago. Uh, you know, a, a trip out and a trip back, and everything went well. I see that there's still work being done out there. Um, but tell me, last time you and I talked, things were, you know, I think it was we it was just sort of. Maybe starting to get back in motion, but where are things uh, in, in terms of the airport now? In terms of uh, of, of the flights and in terms of uh, the, the volume of folks, I would imagine things are picking up.
3: Well, we are seeing a, we're seeing a steady volume of passengers. Uh, we're coming off a fall break where we had probably about thirty eight thousand people come through the checkpoint, uh-huh. and uh, that represents probably about eighty five percent of what we saw at the same time in 2019. So it was a busy week. I think we averaged about 7,600 passengers a day during that peak period. Mm -hmm. And uh, interestingly enough, fall break over the past several years, um, 2020 notwithstanding, has been uh, our busiest uh, time of the year on a daily average.
1: Really? OK, well, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Well, now we're getting into the holidays now, of course, uh, you know, Thanksgiving right around the corner. And, of course, the Christmas holidays, New Year's and things like that. Uh, do you project ahead? Can you see maybe down the road a little bit in terms of what you think might happen in terms of uh, projection of uh, folks coming through there?
3: Well, we do expect it to be busy. Um, we don't think we'll quite reach those 2019 levels of passenger traffic. But as I mentioned, we've been um You know, probably ranging between 80, 85 percent of of what it was, even as high as as 90 plus, depending on uh, the time period. Uh, The summer was busy for us and we expect during those holidays, there's going to be a lot of people traveling.
1: Yeah. So uh, Concourse C, am am I right? I'm I'm trying to remember in my head. I know that there's some being some work, some expansion done on that. Can you give us an update, uh, folks, an update as to kind of where things stand with that and your expansion project and, and how things are going?
3: yes it's it's the b concourse b. actually
1: uh, i knew it i knew it is, well there's so, there's a b and c and okay. you've probably been to all yeah. three of those have, years,
3: them so, yeah. uh, easy to understand yeah. um but when we do open that we're going to be moving all of the airlines all the restaurants uh all the retail will be housed in one concourse so we won't be saying a b and c we'll be saying the airport wow um we have we have made a lot of progress with that. Yeah. Uh, be honest, we have uh, you know experienced some slowdown, some setbacks as it relates to to COVID and some supply chain issues. We feel like we're we're getting closer, but we haven't set a date yet for opening. Uh, reason being is we want to make very sure that we have everything in hand and that we've completed everything that needs to be completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the concessions are wrapping up right now on the gate level really most of the work that still needs to be done is below the gate level where the airlines operate
1: okay so so no no necessarily no necessary uh date of completion is that what you said because of the the work that's that's continuing
3: correct yeah we we don't have an opening date yet but we do we definitely feel like we're getting closer once we get those airline operating spaces completed. And once the uh, restaurants and retail finished their build out, will be pretty close to opening.
1: We are speaking with uh, Glenn Thomas from the Memphis and Shelby County airport authority, kind of giving us the rundown on uh, the big doings at Memphis international airport. And Glenn, one of the things of course, the uh, recent uh, that was, I think talked about last week is a new program uh, that you all are involved in. I guess the best way to say it is it sort of helps folks who may have a challenge in terms of boarding flights and things like that. Tell us a little bit about this lanyard program.
3: Yes. Last week, we announced that we've launched a hidden Disabilities sunflower lanyard program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is really to assist travelers that may have hidden disabilities. Uh, this program originated at London's Gatwick Airport and it is really spread across the UK and many airports across the United States. So it's really becoming a bit of a standard. And uh, we wanted to also adopt this program. It allows passengers who uh, may have some sort of hidden disability, it allows them to discreetly indicate that they may need a little extra help. Mm -hmm. So our airline and uh, airport employees have received training and they can provide a little additional assistance. If they see that lanyard, they know They might approach that passenger and see how they can give them some additional help uh, to help them along with their trip.
1: Okay, that sounds like something that is I mean, was that something initially originated, uh, as you said, the the folks over across the pond because of they saw a need or was there some? I mean, how how did this come to pass um, as far as you know, in terms of actually even initiating this? Because it does seem like it's a very valuable program and service for many people out there.
3: Yes, I I do think that they uh, identified that uh, that need. And, you know, airports are very similar in terms of how they operate. Uh, And so it was a program that was easily adoptable for uh, airports like us and, and many others. Uh, Because we're not, we don't charge anything for the program. We don't require any documentation. If a passenger requests the lanyard, they'll get the lanyard. Um, We have an email address where people can email us to request them, or they can get them at the airline ticketing counters as well. But we want everybody to be comfortable coming through the airport, and this is one way that we can help do that.
1: Absolutely that. And, you know, so I want to back up a minute because, you know, with this whole COVID issue and, of course, the, the, the airlines and and the restrictions uh, that 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 you know we all have to have now in terms of you know being masked from the time you walk in the airport uh, until the time you get on the plane until you time you get off the plane and out of the airport uh, how much um, I guess I don't know it, you know we hear stories from time to time about unruly passengers we've seen the the images around the country. Is this something I know that this is something that you all have paid attention to, but have you all had to deal with that in particular uh, at the airport um, with folks waiting to board or even folks, you know, on the planes in Memphis? I mean, have you had is this something that you've had to deal with very often? Unruly passengers, I mean. At least at this
3: point, we have not had any major issues, uh, knock on wood. Yeah. I know some of my counterparts uh, across the U.S. have, have dealt with uh, unruly passenger issues. And uh, really, if you think about how many different entities we have at the airport, you know, you've got TSA, you've yeah. got uh, restaurants, you've got the airlines, each of those is managing their own piece of the pie, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, some of the airlines may have different stories, because they've got to deal with uh, passengers from, you know, the moment they check in on the plane and then, you know, when they when they get off. But uh, to date, uh, I'm happy to report that we haven't run into too many of those issues. And and we hope that continues.
1: Sounds like a plan. Uh, so um, last question, uh, any new uh, airport routes, any, any new airlines, any new routes, any new, you know, ins and outs uh, from Memphis that travelers might want to know about?
3: We do uh, next Monday. Frontier is launching nonstop service to Miami. Oh, my. American already serves uh, Miami as well. But that gives passengers yet another option uh, to go down south and catch a little sun
1: this winter. Very, very good. Very good. Well, well, the beat goes on out at the Memphis International Airport. And uh, Glenn. Thanks for coming on the show, man. I I, I really, you know, I'm going to have you a lot more often. And, and I hope that be, between now and the end of the year, uh, travel for everyone goes as smoothly as it can, even with the big crowds anticipated at the airport. And uh, thanks for all you guys do to, uh, to keep us uh, 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 safe out there. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you, man. So, you know, listen, if you guys are uh, heading out or thinking about heading out, uh, Memphis In- International Airport is uh, moving and grooving. Glenn said that uh, uh, it's going to be the, 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 the B concourse. Uh, that's the one that they're working on. And after a while, it's, that's going to be the place where you can get your food and you can get your, you know, everything is going to be kind of one-stop shop location out there, which is great, which is really, really great. By the way, I want to say hello to Marcella Hunt. She's watching, and my boy Ron McCain from Jackson, Mississippi, he's checking things out. I, I don't know if he's checking it out, but but he he logged in. Pamela Lee, thank you very much. I see you. I see you. I see you. Let's see who else is on here. Uh, Patricia, Ro- wait a minute, Patricia Rogers. The Patricia Rogers is on here too. She's checking things out. Thank you, Patricia. Good to see you as well. So listen. Oh, and my my cousin. Uh, <laughs> Dale, Kenny. Kenny, actually. Kenny is watching. Well, I think it's... No, it's Dale. Dale is checking things out. Gary Shelton is watching as well. As I said, Patricia is watching. Let's see who else. I'm trying not to miss folks as I'm scrolling up and down this thing here. But anyway, if, if I do, I said, I said Johnny earlier and uh, Patricia Evans as well. But thank you all. Uh, if you're checking things out, in one more time, uh, unless we figure out something different, you can... Watch me on my page and hear me, but you can't hear the guest. You have to go to the WYXR page and uh, so you can actually hear the whole concept of the show. Am I right? JB. See, JB is here. He, he's the man. That's the program guy. He's sitting out here. And speaking of JB, Talking Memphis is coming up next live and in person and everything else. So you need to stick around and, 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 and stay locked in for that. Thank you in the meantime for uh, checking us out tonight. Really appreciate you. Let's grow this show. Okay. Let, let, let's let, let's 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 keep it up. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, this is a podcast, so go to wherever it is you get your podcast with Spotify or iTunes or iHeart or or SoundCloud or whomever out there has a podcast. Subscribe and check it out. And 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 DJ Lower, what else do they need to do? Like, share, follow. Okay, she's got a mask on in the studio here. follow. She said like <laughs> like. Share and follow, and as Jack plays us out. Look, once again, I really appreciate uh, each and every one of you uh, for supporting the show. If you want to be a guest on this show, now I'm not going to beg you to come on because this is Real Talk Memphis, and you should want to be on this show. But reach out to me, and 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 we can see if we can't work some things out. In the meantime, in between time, I like to thank you personally for uh, Nicole, uh, for Nicole, for why well, Nicole, yeah. <laughs> Nicole and uh, DJ Lola, a.k.a. Ayana, and my boy Jack on the boards, we really appreciate you. And uh, come back and see us, if the Lord says so, next week, same station, same time, and hopefully a better show. How about that? In the meantime, in between time, you all be good. Help each other, support each other, love and encourage each other. And let's lift, not drag down. For all of us, I'm Chip, and we're out.